Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church in the name of the Lord. Amen. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we're all so happy that you were able to join us. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. Miracles are happening every day. Thank God they are, because our miracle-working God has not left us. Amen. He ever abides. And I pray that you had an absolutely wonderful week filled with miracles and filled with the wonder of God. And if by chance it wasn't quite what you had hoped, well, there's next week we pray. Amen? Amen. God is still on the throne no matter what anyone else says in any nation anywhere. Our God is still on the throne. Amen? And we can still petition him for changes that need to happen in the earth, amen, even in our own lives. So praise the Lord. We're happy that you you made it to this July night. We've made it through half of a year so far, and it's been rough this half a year, but the best is yet to come, amen. The best is yet to come. God is moving, so we can't slack up now. We have to keep going. We have to keep praying. We have to keep fasting. We have to keep believing. We have to keep developing in faith, amen, because there are other challenges and other battles yet to face, amen. The war is not completely won, not for our part. Still have our part to do, amen. Jesus won it all, and we have our part in it. We still have to do our part. Praise the Lord. And I believe that most of us are grateful to have a part to make. So we want to praise the Lord no matter what happens. And even though we might not like the way it's starting to look out, once we pray, things change. Amen? Amen. So let's thank the Lord when things happen that aren't exactly exciting to us. Uh, I had something to happen to me yesterday. I was I was cooking and I was... Um, putting some some food in the oven. And, yes, I had on long sleeves, and, yes, I had a long mitt on. But there was still a little bit of skin that was uncovered, and, of course, that's where the burn happened. But God is helping me, and it's not as ugly as it could have been. It's It's a lot better, and it's improving rapidly. So I want to thank you for your prayers of agreement that it'll go ahead and finish its healing process, no scars, no marks, none of that, because by the stripes of Jesus, I have been healed, and so have you. Praise the Lord. So tonight, we're going to have a very interesting conversation about Jesus Christ and about us, and I believe we'll all be encouraged when we get to the end of the message, amen? I was. I hope that you'll be too. For those of you who forgot, this is our season of baptism. That's right. We have a Baptist here who will baptize you as I take a picture of you being baptized. Amen? 
So if you would like to be baptized, please contact Brother Bill in the chat room while we're live on the air. And if not then, then send Pastor an email at gproom at outlook.com. And put your name in it, please. Thank you very much. That's very, very helpful. Amen. We have uh, some people with the same first name, so it would help if you put your whole name there. Thank you so kindly. Pastor appreciates that. Um, you, uh, If you plan to come, uh, we'll have Brother Bill to contact you, or I will tell you uh, the things you need to prepare and so on and so forth, and we'll take care of the details. And if you choose to stay in the Four Points by Sheraton Hotel, there is a discount to be obtained. However, that's when you make your reservation directly with that's right, when you make the reservation not through um, one of the travel agencies, but directly through the hotel, they can give you a discount. Now, which is better or which is worse, I can't tell you. You'll have to investigate that yourself. But we welcome you in the name of the Lord. And we would need to know uh, before you come, a reasonable time before you come, because sometimes plans do change and things do happen. So you can't wait till the weekend before and say, oh, I want to come get baptized next weekend. No, we need more advance notice than that, please. Thank you so kindly. We do appreciate that, and I'm certain you can understand why. Amen? Amen. So we praise the Lord, and we thank him for his goodness, and a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a... Christian Protestant Internet Church, and we meet on the Internet every Wednesday and Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America. And on Sundays, we meet as Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And whatever time it happens to be where you are. Amen? We are an international ministry. We are in over 100 nations in addition to the United States. And so we have all different time zones. Amen? We have all different kinds of time zones all over the world. So whatever time it is when you listen to us, we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we thank you for joining us. Amen? We would encourage you uh, to join us on our webpage. And our webpage is in our chat room is located on our webpage. Amen. I'll get it together in a minute. And our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link when we're live on the air. And when the page changes, click Guest. Sign in using your name. Hit Enter. And then at the bottom, there's a place for you to begin to type your message. Type your message and say hi to the saints. And the saints will say hi to you. Amen? 
We're a very receiving group of people and very friendly, and we like it when people say hi to us that we've never said hi to before. Amen? So someone I am certain will respond to you and say hi to you. Praise the Lord. So also when we are off the air, uh, the saints come up in the MIC radio chat with words of encouragement. And I often come up with links on news that is pertinent and other FYIs. That's right. In fact, I I placed some there today that would be of interest to many of you. Amen? You know, when people are called or choose to enter into public service, they enter it with great risk to themselves these days. And... I wouldn't want you to have the impression that all it is is public appearances and meetings and so on and so forth. No, there's more to it than that. And so I posted an article earlier today so that you get some sense of the other, the flip side of the coin, so to speak, when it comes to being in the public light, when becoming a public figure, or even in politics. I want you to understand that it's not all roses. There's some very nasty thorns out there. Amen? Because we're supposed to have respect for those that have the rule over us. We're supposed to have respect for our public officials. Amen? We are Christians. We are the body of Christ. And the scriptures tell us to do so. Amen? It's not a suggestion, it's a command. So as you, read, as you scroll up and you, uh, you read that article, I want you to keep that in mind, that we not only are living in trying times, but we're living in extremely permissive times where lawlessness and unruliness is everywhere. It's all over the globe. It's part of the spirit of the age. But we're not called to that spirit. Amen? We're not called to irreverence. We're not called to disrespect. Quite the contrary. We're called to act like Jesus. When Jesus was standing before Pontius Pilate, when he was on trial, so to speak, he wasn't disrespectful to the government authority even though he created the entire world. It's his world. He could have destroyed the entire planet while he was standing there. But he didn't. He didn't. So we want you to understand something about being a Christian, that although we've been given power and authority, we also have to learn to come subject to authority. Amen? We also have to learn to come subject to authority. The Bible calls for both. And it's important for us to learn to have respect for those who serve the public or at least are called to do so. Sometimes they do it well, To our honor and sometimes, well, not so much. But nonetheless, we are to respect them. 
we're to respect the office that they hold and the authority that it that comes with it. Amen? And in so doing, we honor our Heavenly Father. Amen? In so doing, we honor our Heavenly Father. So, we, we want to encourage everybody to have the right heart and the right mindset because you see what you sow, you reap. When you're disrespectful, you eventually reap disrespect. Amen. It's the truth. That's what the Bible says, what you sow, you reap. Granted, you may have been respectful all of your life, and people disrespect you. That doesn't mean you're reaping it. It means you're being persecuted. Praise the God. Jesus was persecuted. He owned the whole world. He owned everybody's body that was running around acting nutty. Amen? But he didn't act that way, even though that's the truth. So he didn't run around, as the saying goes, throwing his weight around. And neither should we. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for your wisdom, for your truth, for your mercy, for your grace, and for your love, your unconditional love for us. Help us to love others that are very unloving, Lord. Help us. We are growing in this, and we thank you for every lesson that we receive. We thank you, Lord, for when we come to a trial and we don't quite pass with flying colors, that you'll give us another chance. We want to thank you for all the the other chances that we've been given in life. Some of us learned to profit thereby. And we pray that everyone learns to profit thereby. We want to thank you for the blood of Jesus. We want to thank you for every time you got us out of a mess that we got ourselves into that we knew better than to get into at the beginning. We want to thank you for that. It's humbling, yet it's an honor to be rescued by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Thank you for it. We want to thank you for every time you told us to go left and we just stood there and didn't do anything. Thank you that you came back to tell us again. We want to thank you for the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh chances. We want to thank you that you keep on encouraging us that you keep on strengthening us, that you continue to empower us from on high, that you see our weakness, but you help us to overcome. We want to thank you for that. We want to thank you for the armor of God. We want to thank you for the word of God. We want to thank you for your very presence in our midst, because when we come together, Lord, you are in our midst, and we honor you, and we worship and adore you. We want to thank you for the warring linking angels that surround us, for the praising angels over us, 
for your ministering spirits to us. We want to thank you for the wall of fire with your glory in the midst. We want to thank you and praise you. We want to thank you and to praise you. No matter what went the way we thought it ought to go or didn't go the way we thought it should go, we want to thank you and praise you nonetheless. Amen? We are in your kingdom. We no longer belong to Satan. He has no rule over us. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the many souls that in spite of their present rebellion, hard-headedness, stiff-necked, don't want to hear, don't want to know, and don't want to change. In spite of their present condition, Lord, that you're working on them and that you're bringing them into the kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, Lord, for that. We come into agreement with your intercession on their behalf, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to thank you for that. And we want to thank you for touching our hearts and our lives and our minds, or we wouldn't be in the kingdom yet either. So we want to thank you for the privilege of joining you in intercession on behalf of others. We want to thank you for those, Lord, who have physical injury in their bodies right now. And they need that divine touch and assurance. They need to grow in their faith. We thank you, Lord, for this faith challenge that they might grow, that we all might grow together in love. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for it, Father. In Jesus' holy name. And from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, cast down all imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We confess that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So therefore, Lord, we cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. We thank you for bringing us to the place of walking in complete divine health. We thank you, Lord, that when our hearts are broken, you will fix them and mend them, Lord. If our hearts are broken, when we bring them to you, you will heal us. You will heal us. We thank you. We repent of any self-pity that is in our lives. If we've been murmuring, complaining, and whining, we repent right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Because you have taught us from your word, Lord, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. We thank you for the will of God in Christ Jesus that concerns us. We take authority, dominion, and power in the name of Jesus Christ over every suicidal spirit that is harboring in the lives of anyone, waiting to manifest when given the opportunity. We bind that devil in the name of Jesus Christ and all the spirits that work in agreement with it. We bind them and we send them into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name to be confined 
that they may not manifest their evil intent in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father. We take authority, dominion, and power over our pride. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over our own thoughts. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over our own emotions and feelings, and we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over our own demons, and we bind them together in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that you have given us this blessing in Jesus' name. We also bind spirits of rejection, double-minded spirits, spirits of anger, spirits of frustration, spirit wounded spirits of being an outcast. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind blocked learning. We bind fear of learning disabilities. We bind dyslexia, dysgraphia, and dyscalculia. We bind all mental blocks in Jesus' name. We bind fears and insecurities in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind self-rejection in Jesus' name. Self-accusation, inferiority, and insecurity. We bind you all in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man and all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, and all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. There we go. Amen. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils to, that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, all electronic and digital demons, technology demons and their attacks, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, technopaganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind the demons of the video games in Jesus' name. We bind the mind control from the video game in Jesus' holy name. 
We bind all pulse microwave radiation attacks that are designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, and binding directed energy microwave weapons in Jesus' name. We give you the praise, Lord. We give you the glory and the honor. We bind the technology demons' attacks. We bind Leviathan spirits and their attacks, Kundalini spirits, water marine spirits, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, sorcery devils, all seducing, seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits, and all of their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We bind the Havana syndrome, the brain changes, injuries, all remote, remote viewing. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind all the voices of the stranger in their attacks, the voices of the charmer and the seducer, in the name of Jesus. Thank you. We bind all audio weapons in the name of Jesus, all microwave attacks, all debilitating sonic frequencies, the work of every druid, all EMF, 5G, EMP attacks in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind. We bind all the voices of the stranger and their attacks, the hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all the 5G attacks, all the attacks coming from the satellite, from other planets. Mm-hmm. Amen. From other planets. They put things on other planets. From the cell towers. And through every electronic and technological device, we bind them in the name of Jesus. We return the attack to the senders according to the covenant in Jesus' name. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils, all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Australian, Korean, Asian, Pan-Asian, indigenous persons, tribal groups, natives, native groups, Caribbean, Latin American, all forms of witchcraft, all forms of the occult, and all black and white magic, wherever it comes from, in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return the attacks to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide and all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture, we bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that has been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications in Jesus' name. We bind... All formations of bullflies and demonic insects, 
We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, spirits of supplanting, the gods of the people of the land and the gods of the growth, and every spirit that exalts logic, science, demonic knowledge, and human reasoning against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind all the formations of bullflies and other demonic insects. We bind spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. And we bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spice, hodge, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop. Defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, despise, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant. All in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, blowbacks, vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, all astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. We bind all hexes, no demons or wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. In Jesus' holy name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. We bind make-believe, fantasy, and la-la land. We bind non-reality in Jesus' name. We bind false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, and the spirit and the children of disobedience. We bind martial arts, yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic Practices, Lewdness, Perversions, The Outworking of Vain Deceit, Death Spirits, Spirits of Destruction, Chaos and Mayhem, Oppression, Depression, Anarchy, Premonition, Clairvoyance, ESP, Telepathy, Psychokinesis, Out-of-Body Experiences, Reincarnation, Haunting, Poltergeist, Astral Travel, Psychic Healing, Demonic Meditation, Spirit Guides, and Defilement by Wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, Error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, and Baphomet in his 72. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs, 
and we return their affliction to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, and rite, including all affiliated organizations. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the grips, and so forth in Jesus' holy name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, and we return and loose all of the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, witchcrafts, and mind control back on their own heads. In Jesus' name, we bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. Help us to want to know the truth, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us to want to know the truth in Jesus' name. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are being persecuted and those that were left in Afghanistan, in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We cut ourselves free, Father, from every spirit that followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command them to leave us now in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves, Lord, in the blood of Jesus Christ, along with our vehicle of transportation, whatever that may be. We take authority, dominion, and power over any entity that may cross our path. We thank you that you've already dispatched your angels ahead of us to protect us. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus and take authority over demons of bad dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get in our dreams and feed us in our dreams. We command them to stay away. We ask for giant warrior angels to protect us and our property as we sleep. We send back every attack in Jesus' name, every attack that came in our dreams, We send it back in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the wall of protection, Father. We pull out fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, all witchcraft sent to us in the name of Jesus Christ. And we send it back wherever it came from in Jesus' name. 
With the sword of the spirit, we cut ourselves free from all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, and leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down and destroy walls of protection around globalists, nanotechnology, shamans, satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, diviners, pagans, and such. And we break the power of all every curse released upon us by a soothsayer in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the power of all love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, fetishes, Charms, magic, voodoo, sorcery, destruction, torment, pain, sickness, incense and candle burning, psychic power, torment, incantations, chanting, crystals, root works, tribal rituals, and sins. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ, we break the power of every bewitchment, every hex, and every jinx in Jesus' name. And we return it from whence it came in the name of Jesus. We break every ungodly yoke in the name of Jesus, and we release the joy of the Lord over the people of God in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen, 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 Amen. So, tonight, our featured psalm is Psalm one zero one. Father, in the name of Jesus, that sister that wrote me and told me that she lost her job because of the foreigners, they pushed her out. You and I are believing for her to get a better job with better pay and better circumstances in the name of Jesus Christ. And I ask you, Father, to bring her into agreement with us in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, saints, we're coming into agreement for this sister to get a better job. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, she she was fortunate to find a job. And she was happy with her little job. She had to drive a little bit to get there, but she was happy with her little job. Then she got pushed out of her little job. So we're believing God to give her a better job. Amen? Amen. So our featured psalm tonight is Psalm 101. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 6. Verses 16 through 19. And our featured ebook is Demonology and Virtual Realities Technology Digital Deliverance in Jesus' Name. Amen? Digital Deliverance in Jesus' Name. Our guest calling number is area code 319 527 6235 and press 1. Amen. And press one. So tonight we're going to talk about Jesus faced the enemy. Really? That's right. Jesus faced the enemy. And guess what? We have to face the enemy too, just like Jesus did. 
and come out with the same result. Yes, it's a high calling, but in Christ Jesus, we can do this. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen? So, when Jesus Christ the earth as a human being, yes, while he was here, he blew his nose. He coughed. He burped. He was a human being walking the earth, just like you and I. He got hungry and his stomach growled. Just like you and I. Amen. He had to bathe. Just like you and I. Amen. He had to work. Just like you and I. He had a human life here. With the grace of God. You have a human life here. With the grace of God. Amen. So don't think that the life that Jesus had down here was so far removed from your life here that they bear no resemblance at all. That's not the truth. Amen? That's not the truth. So, now that you know the truth, be free. Amen? Now that you know the truth, be free. Mm-hmm, be free. So when Jesus Christ walked the earth as a human being, he faced the enemy and won. Jesus faced all of Satan's temptations and won. Jesus faced the power of sin, and he won. He faced the hostility, the anger, the opposition of his earthly family, the opposition from his disciples, the opposition from the Jews and from the Pharisees, and he won. Amen? He won. Jesus faced the humiliation, the rejection, the suffering, the agony, the pain, the attacks of onlookers, and aloneness, the aloneness of the cross, and he won. Jesus faced the enemy, knowing There was no possibility for defeat. Jesus, walking around as a human, with the grace of God, faced the enemy, knowing, not guessing, not assuming, knowing that there was no possibility for defeat. Mm, What about you? He had no open doors to the enemy. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, some of us have open doors because we open them. We shouldn't do that. And as we grow in faith, we learn not to do that. Praise God. Jesus faced 
the abandonment of all of his disciples and one. All of his disciples, every one of them, they abandoned him. And he won. He won. Let's go to Matthew in the New Testament, the book of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, and beginning with verse 31. The gospel of Matthew, chapter 26 beginning with verse 31. Then saith Jesus unto them, he was speaking to his disciples, all ye shall be offended because of me this night. He's telling them they're having the Passover dinner while he's talking to them. And he's saying, all of you are going to be offended because of me tonight. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. So you see, Before Jesus was ever arrested by the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin, before he was ever arrested by the Jews, he's telling them very directly, very pointedly, that they're going to be offended because of what happens with him, because of circumstances surrounding him that very night. And he quotes the scripture that explained from the Old Testament that they had heard before. And he puts it in proper context. He says, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd, speaking of himself, and the sheep of the flock, talking about them, shall be scattered abroad. But after, say there's an after, I am risen again. I will go before you into Galilee. So he's telling them when they go into Galilee, he's already going to be there. Why? Because he will have risen again. But do you think they understood all of that? No, they didn't get it all. They got parts of it. They heard it all, but they didn't quite get it all. Just like us. See? Just like us. Jesus told his disciples in advance that night of the Passover feast that all of them would desert him. That's what he was saying. All of you are going to abandon me. Jesus asked each of us one Sunday morning, if we were going to desert him as well. We had a sermon not too long ago on a Sunday morning, and Jesus pointedly asked us if we were going to abandon him as well. Well, did you answer him? I pray that you did. Jesus explained 
to his disciples that they were going to face trial and temptation. It wasn't a maybe or maybe one day, no, it's a definite. It's coming and it's coming now. I can smell the smoke and you'll soon see the fire. That's basically how it goes. He said that it would happen that very night. So he was telling them in a couple of hours, this is going to be very real to you. Very, very real to you. Suddenly. He explained that they would not have the courage to cling to him in the face of the circumstances. They didn't quite get that part, and we wouldn't have either. So don't judge them. Amen? Don't judge them. Offenses will come among the disciples of Christ in an hour of trial and temptation. Offenses will come among the disciples of Christ in an hour of trial and temptation. It happens because they are weak. It happens because they are weak. Even those whose hearts are upright may sometimes be overtaken with an offense. There are some temptations and some offenses which usher in a generalized effect. That means that everyone is affected. Everything that God preaches to us is not like our favorite dessert. Everything is not so easy to take. Remember in the scriptures, Jesus said some things, and they said, that's a hard saying to receive. And he said, it's it's for the one that it's for. Amen? Everything that God says to us is not so easy to take. Some things are quite hard to take. But take it. We must, because the very acceptance of these things is for our good. The very acceptance of the truth is for our good. You see, Jesus had to accept what his lot was in this Life on earth He had to accept The plan of God For his life And as we know That plan included 
his confrontations with the religious order of the day. God's plan for him included his confrontations with the devil in the wilderness. God's plan for him included him going to trial and going to the cross. So every truth that God has for our lives is not necessarily something that's always welcoming at the onset. It may be a hard pill to swallow, as some people call it. But just as Jesus accepted the plan of God for him, so we must learn to accept the plan of God for our lives. You see, when the martyr Stephen was martyred that day, when he woke up two weeks prior, he didn't have any plans on being martyred. His plans were to continue evangelizing. Well, he did, all the way up to his last breath while they were stoning him to death. But you see, he didn't run from it. He submitted himself to the Lord and continued to intercede until he couldn't breathe anymore. Amen. Amen. Sometimes there are things that we must accept that are painful, but they are a part of the plan of God for our lives. Roses still have thorns. Cherries still have pits and stems. Amen. It is so. It is for our benefit. It is for our benefit. You see, we must be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Amen. And it is true. Saints, on our fast, we must seek the Lord so that our heart will be prepared for sudden trial. On our fast, we must seek the Lord so that our heart will be prepared for sudden trial. You see, in this scripture in Matthew 26, Jesus is telling them that they're going to have trials and temptations Suddenly, it's getting ready to hit you now. It's like that. And they were trying to grasp what he was saying. But it wasn't till the reality in the Garden of Gethsemane hit that they began to get it but they began to get it after they were running away. Amen. They were human too, just like us. Just like us. 
This trial came to the disciples in Gethsemane suddenly. There was no memo. It was just Jesus telling them, this is what's going to happen. This is the reason that you can't just sit and listen to sermon after sermon without applying each message to your own life. This is the reason that you can't just sit and listen to sermon after sermon without directly applying each message to your life. The very application of each message to your life is a substantial part of your preparation for that which is to come. Let's visit Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 24. Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended. And the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, everyone that listens to sermon after sermon after sermon after sermon, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. You see, both of these persons, built a house, and they built the house where they wanted to build it. Both of them, the rain descended. Both of them, the floods came. Both of them, the winds blew and beat upon the house. But it was the one that was founded upon a rock that the house held, and it didn't fall apart. However, in great contrast, the one that was built upon the sand, it fell and it was a great fall of it. I've seen some of what the great fall of it looks like. As beach houses, after a, was that a hurricane? Yeah, after a hurricane, washed into the ocean. I watched their personal belongings falling out of the bottom of the house. 
Amen? Just listening without doing the word does not produce a state of readiness. We must all come to a condition of readiness, for we do not know when our time of trial will come. We don't know. It's coming, and we need to get ready. Readiness is the state or condition of being prepared to act. Yes, being prepared to act instead of being in shock or in offense or in discouragement at the prospect of some difficulty or problem which we don't know how to resolve. Readiness is the state or condition of being prepared to act. Instead of being in shock, in offense, or in discouragement at the prospect of some difficulty, problem, which we don't know how to resolve. Instead of fear at the prospect of trouble or danger, we should have a condition of readiness. Instead of a loss of courage, In the face of trouble or danger, we should have readiness. Or an apparently unalterable situation, we should have readiness. Instead of weakened, being in a weakened condition by horror or the shock of an approaching situation, we should have readiness. Instead of being overcome with great shock that makes us feel helpless or bewildered, we should be in a state of readiness, ready to act on the will of God. Amen. God wants us to be ready to act on his word. An effective response requires a readiness to act that is tempered with a true understanding of the risks and the hazards which may be faced. Effective response requires a readiness to act that is tempered with a true understanding of the risks and hazards which may be faced. There will be times when the outcome will be strongly influenced by our ability to act decisively. The boldness and integrity to make a decision rather than to be passive. There will be times when the outcome 
will be strongly influenced by our ability to act decisively with the boldness and integrity to make a decision rather than to be passive. You see, saints, the disciples had to deal the nasty here and now, not just the sweet by and by. Amen. When the folks showed up in the Garden of Gethsemane with their torches coming to arrest Jesus, the the disciples had to deal with it right then in the nasty here and now, not the sweet by and by. No, they were right here on earth just like we are right now. Amen. And so must we all. There are no exceptions. Everybody's got to deal with this. We must be on full alert. We must be prepared. We must be at our assigned battle station. We must be on standby and ready for action, even while we wait in the wings, we must be ready, knowing that God will not fail us. We must be on full alert. We cannot afford to sleep on our post. We must be ready to man our battle station, our assigned battle station. We must be prepared. We must be on standby and ready for action. Even while we wait in the wings, we must be ready, knowing, not wondering, knowing. See, Jesus knew, knowing that God will not fail us. Let's go to the book of Jude. Let's go to the book of Jude. Amen. The book of Jude. And we're going to verse 3. Jude, verse 3. Beloved. When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once Delivered unto the saints It was needful for me to exhort you That you should earnestly contend For the faith Which was once delivered unto the saints The very same faith that was delivered To Peter 
to John, to the rest of the disciples, that's the same faith, the faith brought by Jesus Christ, the faith. We're to earnestly contend for that faith because that's the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Not all the admixtures. Admixtures. That means you put something in an original and it corrupts and contaminates the original. It's called an admixture. Something else has been put in that's not original, that's not authentic. There are a lot of those kinds of churches around. Admixtures, that's a nice way to say it. Corrupt. They've got some gospel and some lie. They've got some gospel and some deceit. They've got some gospel and some ritualism. They've got some gospel and some occult. They've got some gospel and a lot of apostasy. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We must contend. We must strongly assert and hold to be the facts and the truth, the teachings of the Holy Bible. We got to stick with the Bible that God gave us, the changed version, where they leave out scriptures. I mean, just out this, the scriptures nowhere to be found in the whole thing, where they've twisted the truth and made it a lie. When Martin Luther challenged the Roman Catholic Church of his day, Concerning the sinful practices of the church, he was not passive. In fact, he was quite determined and outspoken. He was bold in his teachings of the truth of the word of God. Whether in the time of the Protestant Reformation or in our present time, we cannot be compromising in our position on the truth of the word of God. Now, we've talked about this before, all these splits that are coming in major Protestant Christian denominations. There's the group that says, no, the Bible says what it says. And then there's the other group that lives in apostasy and compromise. You can't be double-minded. You can't say, well, on one hand, I kind of agree with these people. And on the other hand, I kind of agree with that. No, that won't work in this kingdom. The Bible says, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. You're going to have to choose a side and stick with it. Amen? You can't flip back and forth. 
Either you're going to serve the Lord or you're going to serve the devil. There's no in-between. There's no mixing them together. There is no fellowship. There is no agreement with Christ and the devil and Belial. Belial is a demonic principality. draws you out of true Christianity, true faith, into this derivation of something else. Corrupt. That spirit corrupts. It will lead you into being backslidden. That's his whole point. You hear me binding that spirit every time we come up. And you shouldn't go around trying to do it over anybody else's life other than your own unless you're coming in agreement with us when we do the opening prayer. You can just say amen. That works real well. That's agreement. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So we have to take a definite position on what the word of God says. When God says, go and sin no more, he means, go and sin no more. Jesus doesn't waver. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is no shadow of turning in him. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He'll lead you and guide you into all truth. So if you want to know the truth, you can know the truth. If you want to choose the truth, you can choose the truth. Amen? Amen. On this earth, we will face many of the same types of persecutions and trials that Jesus and his disciples faced. It's very easy to read in the Bible what others did. But when your time arrives, what will you do? What will you do? Jesus knew that his father was in control of his circumstance. He knew that his life was not in the hands of the Jews or the Pharisees or Pilate, but in reality, his life was in the hands of his father. Let's go to John chapter 19. John chapter 19. John. The Gospel of John, chapter 19, beginning with verse 5. The Gospel of John, chapter 19, beginning with verse 5. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man. Verse 6. 
When the chief priests, therefore, and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And Pilate saith unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law. And by our law, he ought to die, because he made himself the son of God. Well, when Jesus tells you he's the son of God, and he does the things that the Old Testament says the son of God will do, the Messiah will do, and he, as he lives, fulfills those scriptures, then guess what? He's the son of God. And no matter how much you protest it, no matter how much you choose to disbelieve it, he's still the son of God. And that's a lesson that some of us, or should I say many of us, need to learn to apply to our everyday lives. Amen? When it's the truth, it's the truth. And no matter how much you don't like the truth, whatever that may be in that circumstance, and it's not to your liking or your suiting, it is still the truth. Amen? It's still the truth, even though you don't like it even though you might not really want to hear it, the truth remains the truth. It's unshakable and unmovable. Amen? Verse 8, when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid and went again into the judgment hall and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? Where'd you come from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Here he was before the official magistrate. The man asked him a question, and Jesus didn't open his mouth. I remember one sermon I told you that you are not required to answer every little question that everybody asks you about every little thing. Well, you see, in this instance, Jesus didn't answer. We have far less important situations where people are badgering us and cajoling us And some of those times we shouldn't answer either. But you have to grow to that place, you see. Amen? Verse 10. Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee? And have power to release thee. 
Jesus answered, Thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Let's look at this again. Jesus clearly spoke and said, Thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore, he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. Hmm. I'm sure that didn't make Pilate feel too good. Jesus was saying to him, there's nothing you can do one way or the other. Power was given to you from my father to do anything or to say anything to me at all. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, knowing this, Jesus knew that his life was not in the hands of the Pharisees, the Jews, Pilate, or anybody else, but in reality in the hands of his father. Knowing this, Jesus never wavered. He never faltered. He never retreated. He knew that he had already been given the victory. He knew that he had already been given the victory. He knew that he had already been given the victory. Jesus did not go to Calvary wondering or worrying about what was going to take place. Jesus was able to endure all that happened to him physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually because he knew that God had given him all power and authority. No human or demon could take his life from him. Could have called legions of angels from heaven to deliver him. But he didn't. He didn't. He could have, but he didn't. He made a choice. He made a choice to entrust himself to his father and follow through on the plan of the father for his life. He could have bailed out, but he didn't. 26. Matthew chapter 26, verse 53. 
Matthew chapter 26, verse 53. Jesus speaking. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently, no, not next week, presently, give me more than 12 legions of angels? Jesus is saying angelic power coming to deliver me is not an issue. I can I can pray to my father and get as many angels as I need. All heaven is at my disposal. But he didn't do that. He did not do that. Amen. We're going to learn this tonight. He did not do that. He made a choice. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. Great scripture here. 1 Peter chapter 2. And we're going to begin with verse 15. 1 Peter chapter 2, and we're beginning at verse 15. For so is the will of God. This is the will of God now. That with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning each Christian, that with well-doing we may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. That's what the Father wants us to do. By doing well, we put them to silence, the ignorance, ignorant and foolish ones that have too much to say. As free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness. No, he doesn't want us to be malicious. Avoid that temptation. Act like Jesus. But as the servants of God, honor all men. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, even the ones that run around taking their clothes off in churches. Honor all men. They're made in the image and likeness of God, you know. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king, the president, the prime minister, the queen, whoever happens to be in that position. Servant, be subject to your masters with all fear. Not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. Amen. The good ones and the ones that need a whole lot of improvement. Amen. So, employees, be subject to your employers with all fear. That doesn't mean you're scared of them. It means you have respect for them. Amen? 
For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience sake toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. This is thankworthy if a saint for conscience toward God endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it if when ye be buffeted for your fault, ye shall take it patiently? But if, when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. This is acceptable even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should do what? Follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile or deceit found in his mouth. He didn't do any sin. Who, when he was reviled or insulted, reviled or insulted not again. When he suffered, He threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. That's what Jesus did. When he stood before Pilate, he had committed himself to him that judges righteously. Amen? Amen. Some of us, because of our background and our upbringing, are very, 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 very defensive. It's because we are accustomed to being attacked all the time. And so we keep our backs up all the time. Well, you see, you aren't being attacked. 24 hours a day, seven days a week by every single person. And eventually, because you keep your back up all the time, it causes problems and friction with those who are actually not attacking you. So, the Lord wants us to learn how to commit ourselves to him and to allow him to handle that, to give us a better method, a better way to deal with it. Amen? Some of us know that we're going to be treated differently from other people because of our outward appearance, because of our racial ethnicity, because of our gender, because of our social standing. We already know when we step into an environment how the, how the situation is lined up. We've been there before, we've been through it before, and so have a whole lot of other people. And history proves it out to be so. 
However, God has a better way for you. Take his way. Amen? Take his way. Take his way. His way is the best way. Jesus knew the will of the Father was, and he submitted himself fully to his Father to accomplish his will. Psalm 40, verse 7. Psalm 40. Mm-hmm. And we're going, oops, skip the page there. And we're going to verse 7. Amen. Psalm 40, verse 7. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yes, thy law is within my heart. Amen. Verse 10, I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. In other words, he's saying, I didn't go around holding God in my heart and never letting God come out of my mouth to anybody. You know, there are a lot of people that consider themselves to be Christians. Tell you they've got Jesus in their heart, but Jesus never comes out of their mouth to witness to anybody. They never say a thing about him. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 10, no, not that far. verse 7. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me, Jesus says, to do thy will, O God. Amen? We're here to do God's will, not our own. God's will, not our own. Yes, it is the Father's will for us to be like Jesus. That means that we must also relate to Jesus in his trials and in his suffering. That also means that we must relate to him in victorious Christian living. Jesus became victorious, and so must we all. God has planned for us to overcome as Jesus did. 
The old saints used to say, no cross, no crown. God has planned for you to face your trial, your temptation, and your circumstances and every attack of the enemy from this powerful position of victory. We must know who we are in Christ Jesus. We must know what God is calling us to become. We must know the will of our Heavenly Father. We must know that we've been given power and authority over all the power of the enemy. Regardless of where you are in your Christian experience, regardless of the circumstances that you are facing right now, plan of victory for you. Amen? God has a plan of victory for you. Brother Bill, does God have a plan of victory for you? He sure does. I always see him win. Whenever I broke that Frank Sinatra record and I'll have it my way, and I started doing it Jesus' way, then I win at everything when I just follow him instead of my way. It's so easy that way. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Well, Pastor Sabrina, I have your praise report here. Can you believe it? I found yours. It says, Heavenly Father, I thank you that the burn which I received yesterday was not worse than it is. I also thank you for your prompt response from medical personnel which assisted me. It is good to know that some of the good that I have sown in this life can be reaped on the earth. I give you praise for speedy healing without scarring the marks. Praise you, Lord Jesus. What a wonderful praise report. I just like that one. And Tammy says, thank you, Lord, for the breakthroughs that you have provided lately. I thank you for all the help you've given me and my family. Yes, we are all becoming victorious after the fast. We're all seeing miracles happen and different things that you don't even realize yet. And the Lord will show you slowly. You'll just be shocked what he sh- what he will show you. Amy Miller has a praise report. <clears throat> Blood of Jesus. We had a company that already provides us another service contacted about installing solar panels in his, in our house. And we said, sure, you can present. They promised so many wonderful things, but in the end, Tiff and I said, yeah, it sounds great, but we can't commit until we seek the Lord on this matter. So we'll be in touch. The Lord was giving us a no, so we said that as much. They contacted and tried to hit us again, but I said the Lord informed us, and we continued to seek him on that. Well, a few days later, I received a video on on a YouTube feed that was out of place, and the Lord had communicated like this before. It was about solar panels, and praise the Lord. Glory to God. Praise you, Lord. You always show us when we don't understand. Praise you, Lord, for that. We give you all the praise and glory for that. In alms has a praise report. 
I thank the Holy Spirit for guiding me in what to do in order to get some clarity in the mind. I'd been in a fog for a long time, but I also had been taking prenatal vitamins that were prescribed to me a couple years that after I had gastric bypass surgery. But for some reason, for the last four years or more, I began not being able to focus, remember things, or even just to do normal reading of the word or praying like I used to, and I continued to go downhill from there. I couldn't keep my mind on the word. I'd start praying in the spirit and totally forget what I was doing. I would go to read the word and end up doing something else. I had become a mess. So at the beginning of this fast, the Holy Spirit impressed on me to stop taking those vitamins, so I did. I put it back in the bottle and took it only five days for me for so much clarity of mind, and it's still being healed, even though I'm not 100%. I'm 100% better than I was. God is still healing me, and I thank him for what he has done and what he is still doing for my health in my mind. And I am also thank my family, which is M-O-N and M-I-C for their prayers. Thank you, Father, and thank you, church family. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We just give you all the praise for that praise report. Lena has a praise report. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you healed my mother from sickness last month. She had lost 26 and a half pounds and was using auction. Miracles happened. She is healed. She can breathe and gain weight again. When I went to visit her in Indonesia, I came without vaccination and had to be quarantined for five days instead of getting that uh, shot. I refused to have the vaccination. Thank you, Lord, for the miracles you have done. Thank you, Lord. We just praise you for that, Lord Jesus. We praise you, and thank you, saints, for all your prayers. Praise you, Lord. RT has a praise report. Lord, thank you for healing, for my daughter's healing and recovery, release from the hospital. She went to ER, the emergency room, on four days ago and was admitted to the ICU as critical. She could hardly breathe pneumonia, kidney issues, heart infection, HPB 200. She had a lot going on. What the devil meant for her bad, God turned it into her good. They told me that she has a lot going on at this point. They could not say her oxygen level is 66%, but God knew. I immediately started posting prayers on her behalf into the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Doctors could not believe how all her labs and vitals were clearing up because They were the things that were going on with her that didn't make any sense. Pastor Sabrina says to always attack Satan on the onset. I knew to start praying immediately. The doctors kept bringing negative reports, and I kept praying and posting prayers. Every time they'd say something negative, I would bind it up and break the word curses. God kept turning it around for her good. She is healing and recovering. I thank God for his grace and his mercy in and over my life. I thank God for MIC and all the leadership. I've learned so much. I would not have prayed that way. I did it, or I 
had the saint in with me the way this miracle does. It's been a long, challenging year, but I know God didn't bring me this far to leave me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the devil tried to take my daughter's life, but God has another plan. I thank God for the power in the blood of Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. What a wonderful testimony. Praise you, Lord. Sharon has a testimony. Brother Bill? Bill, Yes, ma'am. I need to say something about about the victory that that sister got in that warfare. If she had been a person who would come up and listen to the sermon but not do the warfare that we teach to do, she wouldn't have been able to do that when that happened to her daughter. You see, there's some people that come up and passively listen, but they don't execute what we teach. So when they come up on their situation, their temptation, their trial, they are not battle-ready, they're not prepared, because all they did was just listen. And they don't even know what to say. So their situation comes out a lot different. They don't know what they need to know to stand in faith believing. You see, the outcome for this sister was very different because she had learned not just through listening to us, and through listening to other sermons, but through trial and error, fighting through battle, how to win a victory. So when Jesus takes you through your little battle, it's to teach you how to fight because you got some more battles coming. The battles aren't over. They're going to be some more. So don't skirt and run away from the little skirmishes he gives you because they matter. They're your training. That little stuff that happens is stuff that prepares you for the bigger stuff. So when we give you scriptures, look them up. When we call a fast, participate. When we say it's time to pray, it's time to pray. When we teach you to put your prayer request into the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, that's what needs to take place. Amen? This is your school. This is your training. This is how you learn to reign in life through Jesus Christ. Amen? And I'm very proud of that sister that she didn't run She stood and fought and got the victory. Amen? And so should everyone. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Bill, back to you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that sister also came here and had the curses broke off of her, got delivered, and got baptized. And she's been one of our prayer wars, and she has been learning through the boot camp here how to battle, how to fight in the spirit. I see many of your prayer requests that you're not always 
constantly depending on everyone else to do your warfare. I see a whole bunch of you growing in the spirit. I see a whole bunch of you learning how to fight. We're just so proud how the Lord is raising up prayer warriors. We just give you all the praise and glory, Lord Jesus, for that. It's just you doing it. Now, we have more testimonies here. Sharon says, on July 6th, I had a job interview. I put a prayer in the prayer room. The Lord's will be done. And I had, I just knew inside me I got the job, and I got a call on the 7th that I had the job with full medical, dental, and vision benefits starting the first day. Thank you, Jesus, and give you all the praise and glory for that. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Simon has a praise report. My prayer request yesterday to remove some blockades, my spiritual forces were removed. Praise the Lord. Thank you for all your miracles. For him says, and we praise the Lord for the destruction of the Georgia Godstones. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, we know you did that. J.C. says, Father God, I want to give you the praise and glory for healing me of the wounds resulting from the child being phlebotomous, stealing my blood at the hospital's lab following my physical in February. The effects are almost 90% gone. Praise you, Lord. Thank you for healing. And praise you, Lord Jesus, that you're going to continue to heal that sister. And Tammy has a praise report. I placed a prayer request for my mother for her minor procedure to go well. It did. She had the best of care, and all health care attendants were very attentive and so kind. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. She's able to eat and to rest comfortably afterwards. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you. He paced as a praise report. Today, I finally got the victory, saints. Earlier this week, I decided to deal with the trial I've been facing most of my adult life, and that's depending on God for everything. I was not going to give the devil a foothold to any sin, worry, fear, self-condemnation, complaining, murmuring, fault-finding, but instead I gave thanks to the Lord for everything. So I continued after the fast, binding my thoughts, my emotions, my pride, and my devils. This morning during the prayer time with the Lord, I received a phone call from a close family member telling me they wanted to deposit funds in my account that they owed me. Praise you. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I got the victory. After the call, I finally realized through prayer with patience, doing spiritual warfare, I must trust God for everything. No matter what the circumstances look like to me or how I may be feeling that day, I know how God is my provider. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And he quotes the scripture, I may have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that testimony. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Trish has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the answered prayer. Uncle John is able to walk again, and the doctors now know why. He had pinched nerves in his lower back and neck. Praise you, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, saints, for your agreement prayers. God's grace is so merciful. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And Caroline has some praise reports. My older brother, he's been living in Utah several years now, and he's been listening to and praying to destroy family altars with MIC, and he's hoping to move from Utah. He finally left and since has been calling and praying on me and my family behalf on Wednesday with Pastor Sabrina. Praise you, Lord, for that. Selena has cut back. Let's see. Selena was cut off, got back online, and got some deliverance. She said she felt something change. Praise you, Lord. I got more deliverance. Even the air smelled different, and I felt something move spiritually. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. And Lord Jesus, we just give you all the praise and all the glory. Saints, you can't give up no matter what you hear. I had a doctor tell me five years ago I had stomach cancer in front of my wife. And as soon as I left that office, I broke the word curses that doctor spoke. And I just heard Jesus tell me to seek him. I laid in the bed for three days. I didn't call the pastor. I didn't call anybody. Because Jesus just told me to seek him. I'm praying in the spirit the first two days. I'm quoting all the healing scriptures. I'm doing all my spiritual warfare. The third day, I'm just singing praises to him. And I felt power come into me. And I've never had to take any medicine. And I got a miracle. Just keep fighting. Don't back down. And I just give you all the praise and all the glory, Lord Jesus. If he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. These are some of the most wonderful praise reports tonight. Praise you, Lord Amen. Jesus. They are. They are. Thank the Lord. We want to thank the Lord for every single praise report. Amen. Amen. We want to thank the Lord. For every single one, because they're all important. Every single one is important. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to go to our guest call-ins right now. And we're going to area code 469. Area code 469. You'll be on the air as soon as I hit the right thing. (laughs) I hope you're ready. All right. You're on the air now in Jesus' name. Okay, hello, uh, Dr. Um, Hi. Yeah, this is Nathaniel from New Mexico. I didn't hello. hear what you said. What did you say? I'm still here. Oh, I said this is this is this is Nathaniel from New Mexico. Okay. Okay, All I right. Just called him for need... some prayer. Uh-huh. For, uh huh. Go ahead. Acne, what do you need to like? For my acne, um, prayer for my acne, and um, I still don't speak in tongues yet. I've been praying about it since, but I don't speak yet. I haven't been uh, filled with the, I haven't been baptized with the Holy Spirit yet. And also, uh, a couple years ago, before I was born again, I was I opened a door through me watching a some video of a guy his were like spasming a lot and then I watched it over and over and before before I knew it like a couple of days later um my feet started to spasm uh also and then now it's spread to like my whole body like my back would start spasming my um 
my muscles randomly could start spasming, and now I have, like, a spirit in me that, like, also makes my muscles spasm. And also, I kind of backslid a couple weeks ago, and ever since then, my prayer life have been, has been kind of weak, so I also want to pray for that. Okay, how did you backslide? Ooh, um, I was talking to this friend of mine. I was talking to this friend of mine in ways that I shouldn't have been talking to her. It was a girl. Uh-huh. Okay, well, you need to do some repenting, okay? Let's start okay. this way. Now, our featured uh, ebook. there's a link in the chat room for the ebook. It's on virtual realities technology. I want you to read that mm-hmm. book. You can download it to your phone. You can go up in the MIC uh, radio chat room and find the link because it's been posted there a couple of times tonight. Brother Bill will post it one more time. And I want you to download that book to your phone, and I want you to read every word of it, all right? Okay. All right. It's inexpensive. You can afford it. Amen? It's a lot cheaper than getting in trouble with God. Amen? So let's start there. So Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. I repent. I repent. For speaking to this young lady. For speaking to this young lady. In a manner. In a manner. That is sinful. That is sinful. And does not bring glory to your name. And does not bring glory to your name. The Bible says. The Bible says. That the abundance of my heart. That the abundance of my heart. My mouth will speak. My mouth will speak. So I ask you, Lord Jesus. So I ask you, Lord Jesus. To judge my heart. To judge my heart. I repent and I turn from my wrongdoing. I repent and I from my wrongdoing. No, I repent and I turn from. I repent and I turn from my wrongdoing. Amen. I ask you, Lord Jesus. I ask you, Lord Jesus. To heal my acne. To heal my acne. And if I need to change my diet. And if I need to change my diet. That you will show me what to do. That you will show me what to do. I repent. I repent. For having video games. For having video games. As an idol in my life. As an idol in my life. I put it ahead of you. I put it ahead of you. 
and I substituted them for your presence. And I substituted them for your presence. I ask you to forgive me for living my life in idolatry. I ask you to forgive me for living my life in idolatry. And strengthen me so that I won't backslide. And strengthen me, O Lord, so that I won't backslide. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come in agreement with our brother. He's confessed our, his sins, and the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's, that you're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We come into agreement with your word, Lord, and we ask you to cleanse him from all unrighteousness, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over all of those spirits of mind control. We take the sword of the spirit and we cut through the head of that demon in Jesus' name. We cut our rukasa, we cut off all of his arms that have penetrated into other parts of his mind in Jesus' name. And we ask you, Lord, to set him free. You are his strong deliverer in the name of Jesus. We bind these demons. We put them into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name. And we bind all of the mind occult devils in him. We command them all to come out of him now. Deep breath and call from your gut. Deep breath first, call from your gut. All of those mind control devils, all of that addiction to virtual reality, all of that addiction to video games, all of that addiction to imagery. Addiction to living in an imaginary world. Addiction to technology. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We uplift you out of his life in the name of Jesus. All of those snake spirits, we cut off your heads and tails. Come out of it now in the name of Jesus. All the snake spirits, come on out. Every one of you, you unclean devils, you're bound. Go into the cage in Jesus' name. And to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Come out of him. Come out of him. Come out of him. Come out of him. All those unclean, filthy devils. And all of the subliminals. All the water spirits. All the sex demons. All the spirits of confusion. Isha, come on out, come on out. All of you, out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, come out of his mind. Come out of his mind. Every corner, every place, every nook where there's a demon in his mind, you are bound in Jesus' name. Spirits of witchcraft. You're bound in the name of Jesus. Come out of him. Come out of him from the roof. From the roof. Everything that entered through the eye gate, you're bound in Jesus' name. Come out. Everything that entered through the eye gate and all the rest of you that have participated in such, you need to get delivered too. Everything that enters through the eye gate, come up and out. Everything that enters through the ear gate. 
your word. We thank you, Father. We give you praise for it. We give you praise. Amen. Amen. What? All right, Lord. We're getting it together here. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a new law in Arizona bans people from taking close-range recordings of police to prevent them from getting dangerously close to potentially violent encounters. Though some critics have described it as a threat to the First Amendment, the new law prohibits anyone within eight feet of law enforcement from recording police activities. Violators violators will be will face a misdemeanor charge and up to thirty days in jail, though only after ignoring a verbal warning. The bill includes some exceptions. A person is allowed to record if they are the one being questioned by a police officer, if they are an occupant in a vehicle during a traffic stop, or if they are in a structure on private property where law enforcement activity is occurring, reports the Arizona Republic. The new law will take effect on September 24th. The Arizona State Representative John Kavanaugh, who sponsored the bill, wrote in USA Today that the new law was meant to protect law enforcement from harm or distraction while conducting their job. First Amendment advocates have condemned the bill as unconstitutional, vague, and giving police disproportionate discretion to enforce. Members of the public have a First Amendment right to video police in public places, and what this tries to do is discourage people from doing that. Attorney Dan Barr, in an interview, Barr (coughs) added that laws already exist preventing people from interfering with police action, making the new law redundant. A previous version of the bill banned anyone within 15 feet of police from recording. Over a dozen news, photography, and First Amendment advocacy organizations publicly opposed it, filing an official objection in February of this year that it violates not only the free speech and press clauses of the First Amendment, but also runs counter to the clearly established right to photograph and record police officers performing their official duties in a public place. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a former assistant principal at a high school in Colorado is suing the area's school district after he was fired for his objections to a drama department production of the Laramie Project, which he claims is religiously charged. Corey McNellis claims he was terminated from Ponderosa High School in Parker, Colorado, 
in October 2020 because of his Christian belief and because he expressed his views, which are protected by the First Amendment, according to a lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court for the District of Colorado on July 1. The Laramie Project recounts the small Wyoming town's reaction to the torture and death of gay college student Matthew Shepard in 1998. Shepard's murder sparked a worldwide outpouring of grief and rage. The play, which premiered in Denver in 2000, was assembled from over 200 hours of interviews with the town's residents. McNeely's lawsuit filed against the Douglas County School District alleges that the Laramie Project is is a religiously charged play that covers distressing material, including interviews with Christian leaders, some of whom share unsavory opinion regarding Shepard's murder and cite their Christian faith as the reason for their views. McNeely's was worried about Christian religion comes across in the play. Attorney Spencer Contnick said, when uh, McNellis found out about the play via an email to school staff, he replied asking, as a dad of a student here and also as an employee in the school, what is my recourse if I disagree with the production? Was this a heads-up to see if everyone is cool? According to the lawsuit, a series of emails among staff followed, including an offer from a history teacher to provide a social studies perspective of the work and McNally's offer to provide a Christian one. The email exchanges were forwarded by unidentified school staff to administrators, including the district's human resources director and the school's principal. Shortly after, the district executive director for the region asked McNellis to stay home because of his comments, according to the lawsuit, and was soon placed on leave. After further investigation, McNellis was fired by the district which cited the emails related to the Laramie Project. The investigation also found McNellis had complained as a parent about COVID protocols at the school. One teacher described him as part of a good old boys club. The Douglas County School District respects the rights of its employees to freely exercise the religion of their choosing or not said the district in a statement reacting to the lawsuit and has policies in place that prohibit discrimination on the basis of religion. It absolutely never had anything to do with anti-LGBTQ, McNellis told the Denver Post on Wednesday, and none of my comments could be seen as that. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Leaked meeting notes from the Pondway United School District reveal the district uses Jedi techniques to indoctrinate students with left-wing political principles, brainwashing students to adhere to left-wing political beliefs is, while problematic, nothing new in schools. 
it is much more of a problem to groom young children by discussing certain sexual topics with them. One of the most troubling discoveries in these notes was the district's intention to target students between three and five years old with radical toxic gender ideology. JEDI, which stands for Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion, is yet another social justice program being implemented in schools throughout the country. Its principles read like the handbook of a left-wing cult rather than an academic curriculum. It's a variation of the much maligned DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Program. The alleged purpose of JEDI is to foster diversity, just so long as the diversity absolutely aligns 100% with the left-wing political orthodoxy. The The Facebook group, PUSD, Parents for JEDI, is run by the Palomar County PTA JEDI Committee and claims to share ideas and resources and engage in constructive discussions about how to improve justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion issues at our schools so that every child feels seen, respected, and celebrated. Like many such groups, secrecy is a big part of the organization. The group's rules state that what is shared in the group should stay in the group. Yet a parent who joined was able to disclose the school district's JEDI plans. Notes from various meetings posted in the Facebook group showed plans to have a district alum who currently works with trans family services in the area to lead a three-part LGBTQ plus event series next school year. In preparation for the event, the alum will provide JEDI training and develop flyers, videos, and other materials to help promote the LGBTQ plus agenda in the school district. This included targeting children between three and five years old. The notes revealed that a person identified as a PTSA member and a DEI chair wanted to target these young children because ages three through five is often when children begin to recognize their gender, and we've seen a rapid rise in trans non-binary identification in recent years. Additionally, they call for more gay and transgender education resources in school because there's been a boom in literature on gender which can help both kids and adults to learn. PUSD's Parents for JEDI group is dedicated to advancing the DEI dogma, which has become a hodgepodge of CRT, oh, critical race theory, and gender ideology indoctrination. Dr. Wei-Yan Wu, executive director for Californians for Equal Rights, told me, To advocate for planting a seed of far-left activism and gender studies among students as young as three to five years old is tantamount to grooming. Additionally, one section of the notes mentions a hypothetical interaction between a teacher and a student. 
In this scenario, the teacher mentions how cool it is X happens in X movie. And then the child starts to think about X, Y, Z. The alum then emphasizes the importance of how casual, subtle weaving of topics can help plant a seed. This sounds like the description of a subtle technique to establish confusion in the minds of very young children about their gender. Alarmingly, this group regularly meets with PUSD administrators colluding together to harm our next generation, we said. The alleged details disclosed are indicative of a rogue school district determined to brainwash students to think and act a certain way. And the targeting of such young children is disturbing and should raise many red flags. Keep an eye on your local school's curriculum because there are some horrible people out there. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning sanctions imposed on Russia and Belarusian fertilizer production are akin to weapons of mass destruction in the scale of damage they will likely cause over the next few years, the founder of chemical agent chemical giant Eurochem has claimed. The EU sanctions mean suffering, famine, and migration flows for many hundreds of millions of people. Andre said in an interview with a Swiss newspaper, sanctions targeting food and energy are economic weapons of mass destruction. They hit innocent people the worst. I have no doubt that billions of people will feel its effects, he warned. Suffering people will want to hold those responsible accountable, and the EU won't be able to shift its culpability, the businessman added. It was not Russia or the U.S., but EU members like Lithuania and Estonia. Boy, I tell you, after three hours of talking. And also European leaders, Germany, France, and Italy, which chose to disrupt the operation of his chemical empire with sanctions, he explained. The EU sanctions. All right, he talks about this with a newspaper on Thursday. And he still goes on about the sanctions of mass destruction. So, after all of this, he's saying, he argued the EU and Switzerland targeted the company and its owner with sanctions aimed at hurting the Russian economy in retaliation for Moscow's offensive in Ukraine. Hmm. Amen. That's just the way it is. Eurochem is a leading fertilizer producer and is headquartered in Switzerland. Andre argued he personally was unjustly punished for being a rich Russian dismissing claims that he had any influence on the Russian government. He warned of the catastrophic consequences that the carpet bombing of the Russian economy will cause over a few years. He assessed that Eurochem products help feed almost 274 million people, with its fertilizers not 
produced and sold to sanctions, the F- due to sanctions, the effect could be far worse than what is happening now over the cut in grain exports from Ukraine, he said. The G7 countries, with their one billion citizens, see themselves as the world's moral leaders, but they have overridden the interests of the other 7 billion people, he said. Russia and its ally, Belarus, another target for Western sanctions, account for 17% of global fertilizer supply, the tycoon said. Exports from those two countries dropped by 30 to 40% amid the standoff with the West. And it's the most vulnerable people who are paying the price, he warned. We don't know whether people in the third world are already dying or if they're just starving and migrating away, he said. With the social tension skyrocketing over hunger and fuel shortages, there will be a surge of violence, he predicted. Perhaps jihad will raise its black flag again. These are not wild theories, but facts. Russia sent troops into Ukraine on February 24th, citing Kiev's failure to implement the Minsk agreements designed to give the region special status within the Ukrainian state. The protocols brokered by Germany and France were first signed in 2014. Former Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko has since admitted that Kiev's main goal was to use the ceasefire to buy time and create powerful armed forces. On February 2022, the Kremlin recognized the Donbass republics as independent states and demanded that Ukraine officially declare itself a neutral country that will never join any Western military bloc. Kiev insists the Russian offensive was completely unprovoked. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning one current and one former federal law enforcement officer are among five people indicted by a U.S. grand jury in connection with an alleged scheme to silence critics of the Chinese government. Three of the defendants, uh, Frank, Jason, and Matthew, perpetuated a campaign to spy on, harass, and discredit dissidents living in the U.S. and to squash criticism of Beijing, U.S. prosecutors claimed on Thursday. U.S. Department of Homeland Security employer, employee Craig Miller and former DHS officer Derek Taylor are accused of destroying evidence and lying to FBI investigators confronted about disseminating information from a restricted federal database that Frank and Jason allegedly used. Miller has worked with the DHS for over 15 years and currently works as a deportation officer in Minneapolis. Taylor retired from the department and currently works as a private investigator in Irvine, California. Both allegedly conspired to bribe a federal officer to obtain the tax returns of anti-China activists. We will defend the rights of people in the United States to engage in free speech and political expression, including the including views the People's Republic of China government wants to silence, Matthew said. 
Assistant U.S. Attorney General for National Security. As charged, these individuals aided agents of a foreign government in seeking to suppress dissenting voices who have taken refuge here. The defendants include two sworn law enforcement officers who chose to forsake their oath and violate the law. An artist in California was among the dissidents allegedly targeted by the defendant, posing as a dealer interested in buying his work. One of them secretly installed surveillance cameras and GPS devices in the artist's studio and in his car, prosecutors said. The defendants allegedly made plans to destroy the dissident's artwork. Taylor was asked to provide confidential information on multiple Chinese dissidents residing in the U.S., including immigration records, passport information, and photos, prosecutors claim. Taylor allegedly tasked two DHS colleagues, including Miller, with obtaining the records. Last March, the U.S. Department of Justice first announced allegations uh, that both of them and three other alleged conspirators were harassing and spying on anti-Beijing critics on behalf of China's secret police. The grand jury indictments were announced one day after U.S. FBI Director Christopher Wray and U.K. MI5 Chief Ken McCullum gave a presentation in London alleging that China was trying to steal Western technology on a scale bigger than that of every other country combined. Chinese Foreign Minister Spokesman, whoever he is, responded on Thursday saying, Ray has been playing up the so-called China threat to smear and attack China. He added that the U.K. Security Service needs to stop creating imaged image, imagined Im- enemies. Ooh. Amen. So, saints, we need to pray. We need to ask the Lord to judge and to intervene as only he can do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Marshall, we are ready to pray, sir. Praise the Lord. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. Thank you for your extraordinary grace, Lord. We know, Lord, there's none righteous but one. Jesus, you're the Holy One and the just. And you said in Acts chapter 4, there's no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus. The name Jesus means Savior. And you said, call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. And in Jesus' name, in agreement with the saints, according to Matthew 18, 19, we call upon your name. And Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you to sozo, save us all. Your arm is not too short to save. And we know, Father, according to your word in uh, John chapter, uh, that word is Lord, John chapter 5, uh, verses 22 to 30, that you've given all judgment to the Son, to the Son to perform these things, Father. He is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And we know, Lord, according to your word in Revelation 17, 14, those that are with you, Lord Jesus, are chosen. Thank you, Lord. We didn't choose you, like it says in the Gospel of John. We didn't choose you, but you chose us and ordained us that we should go and bring forth fruit, fruit that shall abide. So you said in Revelation 17, 14, and they shall make war with the Lamb. Looks like they're trying to do that now, Father, with, with, the, well, with our King, the Lamb of God. These are, then these shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. But first and foremost, we thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. You're the righteous judge. 
and you're the faithful one. We give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. We thank you for your word that's forever settled in heaven in Jesus' name. And it says in Isaiah 33, 22, The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. And you said, everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be so-so, saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. And we do that according to your word, not only in Acts 2.21, Romans 10.13. We take the cup of salvation and we call upon your name because of the blood of the covenant, because of what Jesus did, Father. Because none of us can make ourselves righteous. None of us can do lots of good deeds and be Boy Scouts taking people across the intersection, doing all these things and feeding the homeless. These are all good things to do, but they're not going to make us uh, equipped to go to heaven. The only thing that makes us equipped is that Jesus loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And as we turn from those sins of selfishness and idolatry and ungodly fear, and we do, and we repent renounce all generational and personal sins, Father, including sins of ignorance and sins of sin my people perish for lack of knowledge. <clears throat> and you said, if any man lacks knowledge, then mask of God who giveth all men liberally and abradeth not. Yes, he give us all the wisdom and knowledge that we need to have. Say, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt honor me. <clears throat> According to Psalm 50, verse 15, we call upon your name. We ask you to deliver us all from these plans and all these different things that Pastor Sabrina has just read through. And we're all in agreement. According to your word, Lord, in Jesus' name, we ask for a divine intervention adjudication. We thank you for what you've already done. You've been working wonderfully, Father God. People have pretty much given up on the Supreme Court, but they came through. And in a few areas, Father God, supporting the Second Amendment rights, even though New York State's been ignoring that, and and coming through with overturning, at least on the federal level, Roe versus Wade, to turn it back to the states. The people, the people actually, supposed to be one nation under God, the real God who created heaven and earth, and that the people, at least in this nation, have a chance to say, hey, we don't want to keep murdering the babies. But what if the mommies want to murder their babies? Oh, well, you're going to judge them, Lord. You told us to walk in love because we overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we can't love anyone apart from loving you first, Lord. And our faith worketh by love. So we ask you to help those that are making questionable decisions, Father God, in these different areas, Father God, in Jesus' name. Including those in Arizona. It can be seen both ways. But some people think that they're just trying to Keep the police from uh, having what they're doing <clears throat> exposed if it hasn't happened to be quite right. What about that shooting and that school that had apparently been closed and was opened in Uvalde, Texas? Why did those officers just stand there? Were they commanded to just stand there? Why did one person go in whose wife was working there who was off duty? Because he was an officer doing his duty, even though he was off duty. And the on-duty officers... What was it? Was that possibly just trying to control people to say, see, those nice, strong Texas policemen couldn't protect the children? You need federal police. You need to have us in charge. <clears throat> we know, Lord, that they're trying to create all these things to bring confusion and division, Father God, and trying to divide people one from another, and not just in Arizona, but all these different situations, Father God. We ask for your divine intervention. I don't know about this particular situation, Father God, in Arizona with the, with the ruling, but we ask that you... Intervene. The most high rules in the kingdom of men give to him as ever you will. 
You can set us over, set up over some basis of men. But Father, you can remove those that are in authority if they refuse to repent, and put other ones in their place, Father. And we know that you tend to like to do that, Father, in Jesus' name. I think it says that in Psalm 75, around verse six, in Jesus' name. We ask you to do that where it's appropriate, Father, in Jesus' name. That where it is, Lord. In Jesus' name, you said, For emotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. But God is the judge, a God who created heaven and earth by his word, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But God is the judge. He putteth down one, and he setteth up another. So put down those that are either walking presumptuously or that they're taking orders from their handlers and their group at their local little Masonic lodger or wherever they're getting their instructions from in Jesus' name. Overturn what needs to be overturned. In Jesus' name. And we ask for your divine intervention, adjudication of the righteous judge concerning this nonsense being done uh, in, in not just in, in the school in Colorado, concerning the Laramie Project, Father God, but all these things that are trying to turn one group against another group. Yes, there's some people, their eyes have been blinded from the truth thus far. But maybe if the body of Christ walks in love, like Pat Holiday did with the person who was planning to have his gender changed, and he repented, and he went through deliverance, and he decided he really was a man, and he not only got married, but he became a pastor. And he stuck with your word and not with Satan's word. So, Father, we ask you to give people a hunger, and a real hunger and a thirst for the word of God, for your truth, for your righteousness. You're the holy one and the just. You're the righteous one. Help us all to be ready, because we don't know what hour Jesus is coming again, Father, but you do. Even Jesus doesn't know. The angels don't know. All the little prophetic people who think they do, like that person who used to run family radio, and he repented. He was picking a date and an hour when Jesus was going to return. And he, he sounded like he knew a lot about the word, but um, maybe there were deceiving spirits involved. So, Father, we ask you to deliver all those from deceiving spirits, Father God, including us in the Colorado School District and all these different areas, Father God, and those that are trying to be used Kind of have been have been used as little pawns by the devil to try to turn one group against another group, trying to turn, make Christians look like stinky, stinky, and all the LGBTQ people or whatever as just wonderful, liberal, um, open-minded people. How about being open-minded to the fact that hey, you know what? If um, if we're here as physical beings, how do we get here? Do we just pop at, at, because there was a big bang and we came out of some primordial ooze and we're no better than a, whatever, an amoeba or a salamander or something else? Or do human beings have a different role? When God created Adam and Eve, he didn't say, oops. He said, very good. He liked what he created. And so the thing formed, say to him that made it, he made me not. It sounds like a lot of them are trying to do that, Father. So, Father, we ask you to help them to wake up and set the proper labors to those that can receive, that, that, can, that can be anointed by your Spirit to share the love of God, which covers a multitude of sins, Father God. Boy, there's a multitude of sins, Father, in Jesus' name. Because, Father, but we know we're all here for such a time as this, and we know our faith worketh by love. So we pray for those who despitefully use us. We ask you to save the souls that can be saved as we personally repent and renounce for all of our personal sins and presumptions and prejudices in Jesus' name. 
We thank you, Father God. You love the human beings, and you don't like the demons. When Jesus, as the, what is he called? The, uh, was it Joshua was going into the promised land, and who met him? The Lord of hosts, that's the word. The Lord of hosts met him. And he fell down before him and said, you know, are you for us or for our enemies? And the Lord of hosts didn't say, I'm only for the, for the Jewish people, and I'm against all these other people. No, he said, I'm here as the captain of the Lord of hosts. Jesus, you're our captain, you're our leader, you're our master, and you're teaching us. You taught, taught, you told, showed Joshua what to do, and when we do it your way, we always get the victory. And we thank you, Lord, because you've already won the victory. You're the lamb slain from before the foundation of the world because your blood had to be shed. Otherwise, no one could be forgiven. The, who was it? The Seraphonician woman who wasn't Jewish, when she wanted her daughter to be delivered, she, she bowed down before she said, Lord, deliver my daughter. And Jesus ignored her, and then he says, it's not me to take the children's bread to cast it to the dogs, because he would come only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel at that time. So, Father God, but, but Father, what happened? You said truth, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. So, Father, we thank you for your crumbs falling and delivering many, many, many in harm's way from stinking thinking. We bind up every one of these ungodly spirits, mind-control spirits. We know Satan is the mind-binder, and it says those that are lost in in uh, how's that go in Second Corinthians four four, they're bl- they're blinded by the god of this world. Who is the god of this world? Well, that would be Satan. Second Corinthians four four, in whom the god of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So, Father, we ask that your light shine forth. We know the enemy is destroyed by the brightness of your coming. And we know you're coming sooner than when we first believed. We don't know the hour, the day. Particularly, some people think they know the season. But you're the only one, Father, who knows all these things. And we ask you to save those in harm's way that can be saved. You saved Saul of Tarsus. You saved the witch that switched. You saved many others, Father God. Give them many encounters, like on the road to Damascus, and save those that can be saved. And those that refuse to bow the knee, those that were continuing to groom children, trying to force perversion on uh, young, young children, three to five. We bind every one of those demonic spirits of ungodly control and mind control spirits. Satan, you, the mind controller, and all your underlings, every mind control spirit, every one of your demons sent forth into all those different people, all the seed of Satan, those that worship the devil in different ways by their acts, by doing things that are offensive to the Most High God, we bind up every one of those demons. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven in agreement with the saints in Matthew 18, 18, and even as individual saints in Matthew 16, 19. We first bind the strong man according to Matthew 12, 29 and Mark 3, 27. You, the strong man, you, the mind blinder, Satan, are bound. All your underlings are bound. We cancer assignments to harm the children. They bind every spirit of death, hell, and destruction. And all these spirits trying to cause not only fertilizer shortages and fuel shortages, but fuel and, and fertilizer often used to help produce and transport food. We bind up every one of these spirits trying to cause mass worldwide starvation, trying to bring in just kind of like they did on September 11th in the United States. What was that? Was that a real attack from outside the nation, or was that one of their little plan things? They give us the problem. Oh, guess what? They happen to have the solution right up their sleeve. Oh, just just eat our nice food that we make in, in food factories in cities that have all kinds of uh, mRNA 
stuff put into it, made from God knows what combinations. Not God's created food. Every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it's received with thanksgiving. But the stuff that Satan wants to make, is that really good? So, Father God, I ask you to wake up the body of Christ to be able to have the gifts that we need, the gifts of discernment by your Spirit, Father God, and give us your wisdom to make the right choices. And you said in James 1, 5, if any man lacks wisdom, that would be me too. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, God the Father. Let him ask of God, who giveth all men liberally and abradeth not. And Jesus Christ has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. He tells us what to do. And Jesus said he was listening to you, Father, and he only does what you told him to do. So we thank you, Father, for being intervened in the affairs of this world in Jesus' name. The Most High rules the kingdom of men and give it to whomsoever he will. In Jesus' name, like it says in Daniel chapter 4, around verse 25, so we ask you to intervene for what they're trying to do to keep Eurochem from uh, being able to get fertilizer to help the people in this uh, European bloc from producing food. And that's where a lot of that food uh, is, comes from, uh, from uh, the European area, from Ukraine, and, and even from Russia to bring wheat, uh, which is often used to produce bread in places like, oh, the Middle East. And we've heard in Sri Lanka that there's already been, the head of that country said the country's come to a complete halt after the people have been demonstrating and because they don't have food. And many other, where they probably don't get the publicity, in some African countries, they're in even more dire straits, Father God. So we ask you to protect and deliver all the people, the people that, have, that claim to be believers in Jesus and those that even aren't, those that can be saved, Father God. And send the Holy Ghost, Father. We know you've gotten hold of people who were in Islam, Father God, when Jesus gave them divine revelation, Father God. And I heard the most powerful testimony recently, Father God, about a guy who left the Christian church as a pastor, started his own church, a church of Satan, and some Christian woman came across his path and just loved him into the real kingdom. And then he prayed to God in Jesus' name. He said, if this was real, help me to know. And Jesus appeared to him somehow, I don't know how. And and he actually came back and came, you, you can draw the backsliders, even those who've charged started their own branch of a church of Satan, Father. If you can do that, Father God, you can do exceeding abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. And we ask you to draw multitudes in the valid decision. Save the children, all the children, Father God, in every nation, not just in Sri Lanka, not just in, in Colorado, not just in, in different countries in Africa, God, Father God, in Jesus' name, all those different areas, Father God, where they really don't have a backlog of any kind of food, Father God, in Jesus' name. Even in this country, a lot of people don't realize how quickly grocery store shelves can not just be slightly removed, slightly depleted, but grossly depleted. There was even an article months and months and months ago about uh, this is one of those big popular uh, bulk producers, uh, I forget what it's called, um, maybe just as well. And there was video footage. There were certain areas of the store that were roped off and they tried to cover it up. They have emergency food supplies to be released later after all the other food is gone. And of course, sell it an exorbitant fee before the dollar completely goes into a different currency. So, Father God, if they're trying to do that, Father, we know that there's, they have all these lovely plans. They have their problems, like they did on September 11th of 20, 2001, and they have their solution. Oh, just bow down and worship us. You don't want to worship that false god. They're calling it false because they want us to worship Lucifer, just like some other people do. So, Father, we ask you to bind every one of these occultic spirits, Father God, we do bind them, and I bind them, and we bind them in agreement in Jesus' name. God will talk about it again, including all these people. God will talk about it again. Trying to cover up what the uh, Communist Chinese Party is trying to do in the United States of America, the People's Republic of China. 
kind of put that away, put that away. We ask you to expose what's going on. All these people trying to bring about, trying to bring about death, hell, and destruction. And why? Well, some people are controlled by what? Mammon? It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Money isn't necessarily the root of evil, but the love of money is. So we bind mammon. We bind every spirit of greed, corruption, every spirit of perversion, every unclean spirit. Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. We cancer your son. All those, in all these areas that Pastor Sabrina has just read through, in Jesus' name, because of the blood of the covenant, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and to destroy. Every spirit of Zeus is bound. Every spirit of, kind of about that, trying to open up portals to the second heavens to CERN and every other source are bound. Every spirit from geoengineering, from that group, kind of Dane Whittington has put out geoengineering watch or whatever it is. We bind up everyone in the spirit. We know, Father God, that these chemtrails, they've been talking about them for decades, and a lot of people in the Christian church are like, oh, do you think the clouds are different? <laughs> Father God, we know that these things are being done. We know even way, way, way back that some of the people in the executive branch in the U.S. government, even Lyndon Baines Johnson, said when people can control the weather, they can control the world. And how do we know that people are trying to do that? Did, did they seed the clouds in Vietnam to try and bring about what they wanted? Did they use Agent Orange? Did they use different things? Was it always beneficial for everybody? When people get involved, it's better to trust in God than to trust in men, than to trust in princes. In Jesus' name, so help us, Lord. Help the body of Christ to wake up and, and hear what you want us to hear. You said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So we thank you for waking up the body of Christ. Even as Pastor Sabrina wanted us to meditate on that verse, where was that in Ephesians 5:14. The last few days, in Jesus' name, wherefore he saith, Wake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Jesus, you're the light who's come into the world. When that woman was caught in the very act of adultery, in John chapter 12, Jesus didn't immediately accuse her, even though he's the one who gave Moses the law. He did. He knows the law really, really well. But he loves mercy more than the law. That's why the mercy seat is over top of the law in the Ark of the Covenant. What was in the Ark of the Covenant? The Ten Commandments. What was put on top of the Ark of the Covenant? The blood of the Passover lamb or whatever the sacrifice was. Because we know without the shedding of blood is no remission. Father, we plead that blood. We plead the blood of Jesus over each of us and all those who are in different Christian denominations who don't understand about deliverance, who don't understand that people need to repent. Genuinely, that means not just say, oops, my hand was caught in a cookie jar. You know, I still want to do pornography because it's so much fun. No, it's not so much fun. It's when we yield our members to Satan, our eyes, our hands, or anything else to Satan. What are we doing? We're making, uh, giving, coming up with a different Lord over us. Whosoever servants you obey, you're his servants to whom you obey. It says, where is that? In, uh, in Romans 6, around verse 16. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you for not leaving us as orphans, Father. Thank you for the spirit of adoption, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for reminding us of what Jesus has said. Know you not that whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto what? Death. Of obedience unto what? Righteousness. Now, we can't do the law. 
But with God, with the Holy Ghost, we can do all things. We can submit ourselves to God. We can resist the devil. And he has to flee from us in absolute terror in Jesus' name. So, Father, we ask you to wake up the body of Christ in Jesus' name. You said in Isaiah 51, 9, Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days, in the generations of old. Art thou not it that had cut Rahab, that is Egypt, and wounded the dragon? Who's the dragon? Would that be Satan? Art thou not it which had dried the sea, the waters of the great deep, hath made, made the deep of the sea a way for the ransom to pass over? Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. It's going to be fleeing away soon. And we thank you also for that wonderful uh, scripture. I have one little quote from, from Isaiah 33. It's so powerful, Father God. So very, very powerful for the body of Christ. So awesome, Father God. You said, in Isaiah 33, starting verse 15, He that walketh righteously, after we've received Jesus in our hearts, and then we're following Jesus, because my sheep hear my voice, I know them, they follow me. But Isaiah 33, 15, He that walketh righteously and speaketh uprightly, he that despiseth the gain of oppressions, we can't be bribed, and shaketh his hands from holding of bribes, that stoppeth his ears from hearing of blood, and shutteth his eyes from seeing evil. He shall dwell on high. His place of defense shall be the munition of rocks. Bread shall be given him, and his waters shall be sure. In verse 16, the wonderful promise. Thine eyes shall see the king and his beauty. They shall behold the land that is very far off. Didn't Pastor Sabrina talk about Stephen? And what did he see? Was he looking at just these angry people trying to throw stones at him? No, he saw Jesus. Heaven was opened unto him in Acts 7, around verse 55. He saw heaven opened. And so we're going to see a land that's very far off. We need to keep fixing our eyes on Jesus because the things of this world grow strangely dim when we keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord. And that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on thee because you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And we thank you, Lord, if God be for us, who can be against us? And you said, I can call upon your name, and you're going to deliver us from every one of these nasty spirits of Satan. You're bound, all your underlings are bound from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians chapter 2, kind of verses 4 to 6. Because of the grace of God, because of that blood covenant, that blood of the covenant, just like kind of and was a living stone, went into Africa, and, and, and kind of about Sadabarakistadabarakistay, and he realized all those different tribes in Africa, you couldn't go from one tribe to another without a blood covenant. And that was the only thing they called safe passage. But God, who is rich in mercy, and I, in Ephesians 2, starting verse 4, but God, but God, even when we with our children of wrath, even when we were angry at all these things, we can't be angry anymore. You have to love the people. We can be angry against the demons, and we just bind them, and that's all. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, while well, he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Thank you for your grace, Lord, the blood of Jesus. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And the name of the Lord is the strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. We thank you for the privilege of running into that strong tower 
So from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. You cannot touch us. We have a holy fear of God. The fear of the Lord tendeth to life. He that hath it shall abide satisfied shall not be visited with evil. In Jesus' name, according to Proverbs 19.23, you cannot touch us. And Jesus says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, rejoice not that the spirits are stepped to send you, but rather rejoice that your names are written. And we continue to rejoice that our names are written in heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for engraving our names and the palms of your hand. You know each one of us. Just like you met Mary after you were resurrected. And you said, she didn't recognize you at first. She thought you were the gardener. And you said, Mary? And maybe you said, Miriam? I don't know. Anyway, you said, Mary? And she turned herself about, and then she recognized you. She said, oh, my Lord. And she recognized, because you knew her name, you know all of our names, and we need to know your name. You know what's one of us, know your name. And the name of the Lord is the strong tower. That's the name written in blood, the blood of the only creator, God. And we plead that blood over every access to each one of us, every one of our hearts and minds, our hearts and hypothalamuses, in Jesus' name. So we thank you for your divine protection continually. Thank you there are more with us than with them. Thank you for beating angels, especially the angel Lord that encampeth around about them, that fears you, Lord, delivers them. And we thank you, Lord, for being a wall of fire around about in the glory of us. And thank you, Father, for keeping us by the power of your name. Even as Jesus said, I'm no more in the world, but these are in the world. Holy Father, keep to thy own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are, that we're one with Christ and therefore one with you, Heavenly Father, because of the blood of covenant. As we turn from ungodly fear and pride and greed and all these nasty things, and we do, and we walk with Jesus because he loves us perfectly, and that perfect love casts out all fear. So Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are perpetually, continually bound. And nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you salvation and that of God. Thank you for saving all the children in harm's way, Father God, and not just in Sri Lanka and not just in Colorado. All the children from the plans and wiles and schemes of the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy, including the people in the Netherlands that have been attacked by the pumped-up nonsense about trying to just steal the farmer's land and tell them they can't produce food. So why? So that people will starve. Why do they want them to starve? Because they have demons in them and they don't love people. They love greed. They've been paid off. So, Father, we bind everyone of these spirits on ungodly control, and we thank you for exposing everything that needs to be exposed and bringing it all to light in your way and in your time, Lord, in Jesus' name. We give you praise and honor and glory for what you have done are doing and going to do, even as Jesus says in Luke 12, too. For there is nothing covered that cannot be revealed, and hid that cannot be known. So we think of exposing everything that needs to be exposed in your way and in your time. In Jesus' name, our time. We've all been here. Just like this time of this. Didn't we all just do much out of the water? A birth, a physical birth? How did this water when you go to the hospital, and we plopped down on the floorboards of the car. Some of us made the whatever it is, relationally, water bath or